0: Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that is part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle.
1: And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Craig, today is Cinco de Mayo, bro.
0: Cinco de Mayo is probably the holiday that I can relate to the least. Do you relate to
1: St. Patrick's Day?
0: Also, Cinco de Mayo is tied with Saint Patrick's Day for the holiday I relate to the least.
1: This is just like one of the many drinking holidays to me. I know you got New Year's, which is a banger of a drinking holiday. Uh, Actually,
0: see? yeah, I would like to. I would like to rescind my statement. I think Cinco de Mayo might be a better holiday than Saint Patrick's Day because at least on Cinco de Mayo, you don't have to worry about existing wrong. Because
1: oh, the whole green thing.
0: Yeah. There are I I can't believe that we're still kind of on this whole like I'm gonna pinch you if you're not wearing green. Like whole adults will do that and they'll be like all playful about it. Like tee, you're not wearing green. Don't don't touch me. Don't do that. What? No. I did not um, agree to this.
1: This is a weird question to ask you, but does it affect you more or less if it's a girl pinching you than if it's a guy?
0: I think I might be more annoyed if a girl would pinch me.
1: That's weird. I think that's weird. Um, but I still have like that kindergarten mindset that if a girl pinches me or pokes me, I'm like, oh, they like me, though.
0: Yeah. Um, so Cinco de Mayo is one of those things where like I can be like, oh, it's not for me, and I can carry on with my day. St. Patrick's Day, it's, oh, it's not for me, and i got to keep my head on a swivel.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is this past St. Patrick's Day... Oh, I love how we're completely ignoring Cinco de Mayo talking about something that happened two months ago. <laughs> um, my kid was in labor the entire day. And by my kid being in labor, obviously, Macy was in labor with my kid. That yeah. wouldn't make any sense. The, the
0: kid, kid was, was labor. having labor while Macy was having labor. It was right. a real cooperative process.
1: So Macy was in labor the entire day from 2.30 in the morning to 2.30 in the morning or till 2 o'clock in the morning the following day, the 18th. So now St. Patrick's to me is just going to be like her birthday to me. I know technically no, but to me, I'm going to be like, eh, but
0: yes. Uh, You might even go so far as to say it's her birthing day.
1: Yeah. If you want those things that if it takes the entire day, dude. Yeah. Technically you were born at two o'clock in the morning the next day, but all the trauma happened the previous day.
0: Well, my brother is in. I don't want to say a similar boat, but my brother was born on Christmas Day, but he was born at like 6 p.m. on Christmas Day, so that whole holiday is just kind of like, oh, congratulations! That is the day your mom was in the hospital for 18 hours.
1: Right. But I think the thing Which I is, 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 this is, is all be birthdays like a, when you think about like a, it. Uh pretentious like protection over being born on the holiday though you don't get any cred for being born the day after even if you missed it by two hours because it's like being like hey where are you from michigan where in michigan uh i'm two hours i mean you could just say detroit and they'd be like where are you from detroit well actually i live in a suburb about 30 minutes away from detroit but you've never heard of it so i say detroit to make it easier yeah but the p but if you talk to another person who's in detroit you'd be like where are you from? And you're going to mention some small town and be like, that's not Detroit, man. I'm from Detroit. I feel like that'd be one of those things, you know?
0: It's the she'd same. She'd be like,
1: Where were you, when were you born? Um, A little after St. Patrick's Day. So you're born on St. Patrick's Day? Well, no. And then she's going to run into someone who's actually born on St. Patrick's Day. And they'll be like, first of all, that's not your holiday. That's not your birthday. I'm like, okay, bro. Cool. You happy now?
0: There's also a vibe for people that were born on February 28th. Because, like, you're going to get some people that think, like, oh, you were actually born on the 29th, but you're just celebrating it on the 28th because it doesn't, you know, because you need that specific date. Like, no, some people are just born the day before a leap year sometimes. Yeah, it's one of those. It's it's a weird thing that
1: people just, like, are super protected of. So I'm going to be like, yeah, congratulations, you were born the day after St. Patrick's Day. I guess that makes it easier because now you can have like a St. Patrick's Day theme birthday party all the time and people just like come over to your house to drink. So, blessing in disguise, I guess. And you don't have to wear green on your birthday every year. So, this now, might be better.
0: Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but we have kind of different associations of like emotional attachment for birthdays, right? Like you don't take birthdays as seriously as I do. Yeah, right? I think
1: birthdays are dumb. I think once you turn 21, birthdays are not a thing anymore.
0: Yeah, see, I'm kind of of the mindset of, like, everybody deserves a day where, like, people think about you and you kind of, like, get the day, not necessarily to do whatever you want because there are still adult responsibilities and whatnot, but, like, you get a day where you can feel special. And I think that everybody deserves that. But And because of that, I've also been pretty good at distancing myself between birthday association. Like, you know, we have a mutual friend who whose birthday is on Valentine's Day. And I never think of, oh, this person was born on Valentine's Day. I think, oh, it is Valentine's Day and also this person's birthday. Right.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Birthdays are kind of dumb. Not going to lie to you. It's like at some point you're asking other adults to celebrate you. And I think there's something so innately self-centered and cocky about being like, hey, guys, make me happy for this day. Show me that I'm special. If people want to do it for you, dope. I had my sister big. me a cake this year for my birthday. And Macy got me a movie, and I'm like, this is great, guys, fine. And they will ask me where I wanted to go eat, and they got me wherever, you know, which is fine. There are people who turn the birthday into a birth week and the birth week into a, a birth month. And if you're one of those people, just so you know, I hope you're alone. I hope you're alone. And and here's why: because you're gonna put your significant other through the worst parts of their life, and if your significant other also does those things just so you know that's two months out of the year out of the entire year that that's like 18 percent of the year that's too much bro that's too much and i hate it and god forbid you guys reproduce and your child is born on another holiday that's not one of those because that's three and let me tell you, your family's going to go broke by year two trying to treat everybody like they're so stinking special. Okay? I'm not, listen, I'm not anti-participation trophies. I'm not anti any of that. You know what? Do your thing. But at the end of the day, know that you're
0: you're normal like the rest of us. Okay?
1: That's anyway, do you want to talk
0: that. about the movie?
1: <laughs> Let's talk about the movie.
0: This week, we watched Soul Wait, starring doing Jamie Fox and Tina Fey. Um, do we want to do spoilers? Let's do it. Let's do spoilers. So we're going to do one section. We're just going to talk about the movie very generally. We're not going to go into any spoilers. We'll give you another time code when uh, we're about to go into spoilers so you can skip it if you would like. But if you want to skip the movie section in general, here is your time code to do that right here. Time code 3743. I would love to hear your opinion on this movie. But I always go into wanting to hear your opinion. We need to explain it first. Soul is a Pixar movie. And it's starring Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. And Jamie Foxx plays this uh, band teacher who dreams of being a professional jazz musician. And after like years of scraping by and not really getting the jobs he wants, he finally has the opportunity to get a gig and perform with like his most idolized uh, jazz quartet. And he gets the gig. He is on his way to like go back home, and he dies. And when and when he dies, he resists. Basically, he try he's trying everything in his power to get back in his body and go to the gig and perform it. And because his
1: soul went to like a in between state where he was about to go into the great beyond, and he resists. So he ends up going to where people go before they're born.
0: And this is where he meets Tina Fey's character, whose name is 22. They And so he's trying to get back to Earth, and she's trying to not go to Earth.
1: Yeah, she does not want to be born. She's kind of enjoying where her life is right now. And yeah. uh, drama ensues.
0: Yeah. So, Alex, what are your opening thoughts?
1: All right. It's not as good as I thought it was going to be, dude. I had no. I'm,
0: v- I'm very glad we share that opinion. Here's I the went- thing.
1: Yeah, I'm, we're going to say the exact same thing. During Christmas, where this came out in December, people loved this movie,
0: they lost their minds. My t- my Twitter timeline was just filled with people being like, Soul is one of the best Pixar movies. This is going to be one of the classics. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm excited to watch it. I got about 20 minutes in and I'm like, did we watch the same movie?
1: Yeah. It was, it was troubling for me because we went the whole time... So he's dead, right? And his soul goes to another place. The whole time I'm thinking... When are we going to get back to his body? How much of this is going to take place not on Earth, you know, in this other realm?
0: In my opinion, it was less than I thought it was going to be. I thought the entire movie was going to take place in this other world.
1: And I'm so glad it didn't.
0: So glad it didn't. So oh glad my God.
1: it didn't. And it's not that the other... It was just like... I didn't feel like there was direction for the story. I think it took them a long time. They were just kind of explaining. A lot of it was world building. Explaining concepts. How this works.
0: World building that ended up not mattering.
1: Yeah. Doesn't matter at all. It shows you how people get their personality. It shows you um, mentors and something about a spark that could be purpose or maybe not. And there's people called Jerry's that were just lines, kind of. So... yeah, I don't know.
0: Before before I get too deep into uh what I didn't like about this movie, I do want to talk about what I did like because there were things that I did like. I think um if you wanted to look at this from a more artistic standpoint, um this movie has a lot to offer. The environment and the objects that people interacted with were gorgeous. Like I really enjoyed looking um like when they're on the streets, like the way the sidewalk is textured and everything and the walls have like spray paint on them like i really enjoyed the environments that they were in um the designs the people not so much
1: i mean i was fine with everyone on earth i think the animation and art was ridiculous and i went into this movie really liking idea that the music was going to be good because of the jazz but that was kind of insignificant to be honest with you. Yeah,
0: and the jazz was good. Oh my god, I whenever they performed jazz, like I was I was there for it.
1: Yeah, um but then there was a bunch of it was this is not a bad movie. Just for me, it was kind of too high concept um and it wasn't very entertaining like yeah. Tina Fey's character kind of stole the show 22. Um I think almost all the jokes were her. And
0: because Jamie Foxx's character whose name is Joe, he's like always high strung.
1: Yeah. Cuz I mean he knows he's going to die. It gets explained to him then he goes, "Hey, you're dead. You're going into the great beyond." He goes, "No, I'm not. I'm not done." And then you kind of go see a brief overview of his life. And you realize, I haven't accomplished much. I haven't done much. And he gets super anxious about it. And his character kind of stays that way for a while. The majority of the movie.
0: It's not so much like a character arc as it is so much like a character highway. Right. Where he like he stays like in one lane for a very long time. And then he just gets off at the next exit. Like, oh. Okay, cool. Um I'm going to I'm going to talk to you about the thing that upset me the most. I really love it when a movie gives you rules and like hey, we have a system and these are the rules to that system and we are going to play by these rules. I love it when a movie does that. This movie established those rules except all of those rules were completely arbitrary and meant nothing. And the big one that really set me off was, um, as a soul is being created, before they're born and sent to Earth, they have to basically go through like a checklist of certain things. And the final thing that they need to get is their spark. And when they do that, their badge turns into what's called an Earth Pass. And an Earth Pass is what lets them go from the great before or yeah, the great before to earth. And for some reason, I, it really bothered me that 22 could not get rid of her badge while it was still incomplete. But when it was an earth badge, she could just like trade it willy nilly.
1: Yeah. But the thing is that was, they don't explain why it's like that, but they do tell you that's how it works early.
0: Yeah. And so that's kind of what I'm saying is like, it's an arbitrary rule. Like, yeah, why? it's arbitrary.
1: They created a rule and they follow it, but the rule doesn't make sense.
0: It's one of those. Yeah, it's a rule that they created so they could play it later on. Which well, is kind an
1: interesting of- trivia about this movie—I'm sure you saw it—is when this movie in the first drafts, this movie, Joe's character didn't exist. It was just about a uh, a soul that was avoiding going to Earth. And Joe gets written into the story later, through a couple drafts, as a method of getting Tina Fey's character to Earth. Mm-hmm. So, like, Joe becomes the main character in the movie. He's the main character. But it wasn't always intended that way. And you can kind of see the remnants of that in how the story plays out.
0: Yeah. Because I,
1: I stopped rooting for Joe. I, I could care less about Joe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which sucks, because I'm a huge Jimmy Foxx fan. And I'm like, there's... There's no way I don't love this guy. And it's whatever, bro.
0: Also, another thing that kind of upset me is there is no way that. So when Joe resists and he like makes it back to the great before, there's a character named Terry who's like, the count's off. The count hasn't been off in centuries. Right. Which that line kind of upset. Like, there's no way that billions of people have died and Joe is the first one in centuries to resist and get far enough to oh, go to the grave Yeah, before.
1: you're telling me no one else was upset about dying
0: you're telling me that no one else has died the day of something important and wanted to get back because like here's the thing joe is not a particularly uh intuitive character he's not you know a macgyver trying to like work his way through any situation he just ran away and and I feel like that is a common enough uh, response to dying that I feel like the Jerry's and Terry's should have had some sort of system for this.
1: Yeah, it was a little weird. Something I really do like about this movie is the character Moonwind.
0: Interesting.
1: I kind of liked it. It was just different. and I, It was, yeah. I liked how they introduced a new concept. So they introduced that people go to a different place when they're in the zone. That when people are just, like, so passionate and just, like, time is slipping away, their soul goes to a different place. And they also talk about people who become obsessed at something in work, and it kind of absorbs them, and life starts to pass them by, takes place in roughly the same spot as people in the zone, except they're kind of, like, what would trapped you call those characters? It. What was that?
0: I said you kind of become trapped by it.
1: Yeah, you come, you become trapped. You become something else. and life. I
0: think the word they used was lo- a lost soul.
1: Yes, the lost souls. And these are the people who are just like absorbed at work. You know, they're yes. just sitting at a desk day in, day out. Their life doesn't really have a whole lot of meaning. And they exist kind of in the same place as the zone because time is also passing them by. I liked that concept.
0: Yeah, very cool concept.
1: And then Moonwind is a soul who gets in the zone on the regular. Through meditation and through work, he's just in the zone all the time. To so explore soul goes to this the zone. Place, for the purpose
0: of exploring the zone.
1: Yeah, so then he goes into the zone, his soul exists so, um, in this realm, and he becomes self-aware. So he can see other people in the zone, he can see all these lost souls, and he goes and pulls these lost souls out of their kind of like obsession, and when he does that, they kind of have a realization of, my life is wasting away, kind of like a person having an epiphany. Um, and that was a super cool concept.
0: Yeah. The guy that they showed that for though, uh, he had the epiphany. He's a hedge fund manager, so he's kinda like like he's like in a, like a stock market esque area. He gets the epiphany, says, What am I doing with my life? Throws his computers off his desk, throws a coworker's computers <laughs> yeah, off his desk, thing. and then throws a second co worker's computer off their desk. And I'm like, Bro, you just left causing probably like ten thousand dollars in damages. Yeah, I don't know. It was
1: super cool, though. I, like, yeah, that, it I was, like that concept. It
0: was a very cool concept. I I think you said it best when it's like, this movie is... It's a concept. And, and, I, and I think that's kind of where it stops, is it doesn't really give you anything more than the concept.
1: Yeah, I think they created a really cool world, and then they're like, all right, let's throw a story together. Put them in this place. Yeah. And that was annoying.
0: Um, I'm going to talk about this more when we get into the spoiler section, But I think that that really shows because almost every character interaction is clunky and annoying. Like, there were very few conversations where I'm like, yes, I am engaged in this conversation. Very Most of them felt awkward and just not paced well. And I didn't like hearing people talk to each other.
1: Yeah. Um, Joe has a really bad relationship with his mom. And my bad relationship is he's trying to pursue his dream. And his mom just like, gets a job with a retirement plan and get a job with health insurance, like go for that stability. And he goes, Mom, I got the the key to having this dream is kind of living gig to gig until I can become, you know, stable. And she goes, like, we didn't work so hard. Your dad was also a musician. He didn't work this hard for you to go and live the same life he did. Yeah, All their interactions were so atypical. I was just kind of like, gross. Yeah. And by and atypical is the wrong word. It's so like, duh. It's been in every single movie of interaction between, you know, uh, a child and a parent that it was like super tropey.
0: Yeah. The word you might be looking for was typical.
1: Uh, I was trying to as soon as I gave up on atypical, I'm like, no, we're gonna search deep, figure out something, figure out something better. <laughs>
0: Okay, is there anything else you want to say overall before we jump into spoilers?
1: Um, no, I'm a, good. Oh, yeah, No. <laughs>
0: um,
1: Tina Fey, by herself, is a good reason to watch this movie. And it is the concept and the world building is really cool. It's just the story and the script that kind of falls by the wayside. But the world building, the art, the animation, all that was dope. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, but all those people who don't stick around for the spoilers, the kind of moral of the story is the reason why people love this so much. So when you yeah. get to the end and you have a realization, that's why people love this movie. You just have to get through an hour and 30 minutes to get to that point.
0: So yeah, if you don't want to listen to spoilers, here's another time code for you right here. Time code 3743. Ah, <sighs> so I wanna, I wanna elaborate. I wanna give more specific examples of things that I thought failed world building wise and conversationally. Okay. Um, so when Joe, you know, I already discussed that I don't like how the pass is, you know, somehow able to be given away after you're done with it. I didn't like. Maybe it makes sense, but I just didn't like that rule. The other yeah, thing in terms it didn't of make world, any sense. the other thing in terms of world building that I didn't like, or just in terms of sequence of events. The, when Joe first gets to the Great, uh, before he's like he becomes a mentor, and he becomes a mentor by stealing somebody else's name tag, and not only is that character never like introduced, no, we never see that guy. We never we, see that, the soul. That character is never introduced, and he never gets caught, which are like the kind of the two things you expect to see when something like that happens. And I'm not faulting this movie for. Not following a trope like that. I'm faulting this movie because there weren't any consequences for it.
1: Yeah. This movie had
0: loose ends the entire movie. He stole somebody else's identity. Somebody who was probably going to be there any minute. And we kind of just have to assume that he walked up to the mentor part, saw that his name tag wasn't there, and went, oh well, and walked away.
1: Yeah. Dude, this movie had loose ends the entire time. Loose ends number one. That part. Loose ends number two. How irrelevant wow you know what we're gonna keep that in was the barbershop scene
0: are you talking about with 22
1: yeah i think it was just like a here's what life is like kind of scene here's what it's like interacting with people but i was just like this feels weird
0: see i really like that scene you know I, i i'm gonna talk about how some conversations that i didn't like i did like that barbershop scene You know, it was obviously a pull at the heartstrings. It was obviously like, here's where she gets her humanization. But I think it was still, that was one of the more engaging conversations. And her realize, watching her realize like, oh, this is the humanistic part. Like, that was fun to watch. What
1: would you think about Joe being turned into a cat?
0: Dude, so stupid! Oh my god, so stupid!
1: So, Holy dude, crap. how many times have we seen that? Every, I'm sick and tired of people going into animals' bodies or the animals having human voices and human personalities. And this whole trope of "I got to get back in my body." I don't know how many times I've seen "I got to get back into my body," and it it ticks me off at this point. That and was so stupid.
0: What really upset me even further than just the fact that he was in the cat body, but the fact that they did that scene that every scene that every movie that does this does where joe is talking to 22 while joe is in the cat's body and then we cut to the hospital staff and all they hear is a cat aggressively meowing like you know you know we (laughs) okay whatever i understand that that's something you need to show us to under to let us know that they can't hear his language but it's just i hate it every time do it also
1: blows my mind
0: Um, real quick, I want to hear what blows your mind, but I also need to express while we're on the topic of the cat, how uh, we need to talk about the worst character in this movie, the therapy cat trainer lady. Ooh. Ooh, I hated her character so much.
1: She so didn't need to be in this movie.
0: She so didn't need to be. She's only on screen. She's only like engaging with the audience for like 45 seconds, but it is the worst 45 seconds of this movie. Dude,
1: after watching Life of Pets... And watching Rio, I realized I don't need to see every owner of these animals. You can just tell me they got out. Like, that's fine.
0: But what blows your mind?
1: This doesn't make any sense. All the souls from the great before, right? They get personalities. They do. And then they have a spark, purpose, or whatever. Um, spoiler alert because we're in the spoiler section that spark is a reason and a will to live like you want to be there right
0: yeah it's less of a reason to live but specifically the will to live you want
1: to live part. so you go to the earth right what ticks me off is the new so from the people we see who go into earth they remember the great before when I, I thought when they go down to Earth, right, Joe and 22, when they get down to Earth, I'm like, oh, they're going to forget everything because babies don't remember the great before. <laughs> they remember everything. They're having okay. conversations. And okay, not only time- that, but they're having conversations with a cat, and Moonwinds also having conversations with a cat. So there's just yeah. like a form of communication that just doesn't make any sense. And everyone
0: remembers everything from before they were born. That was another thing that upset me is that when they found Moonwind in person and he was able to talk to Joe like he was just the one person that understood what Joe was saying. I'm like, what is this? How did he do this? Yeah. This is nothing. Doesn't
1: make any sense. They, also,
0: like- the, um the whole thing, the biggest thing that upset me about Moonwind what he was involved with was like they brought up this the reason why Joe was able to get back to Earth and like they were able to transfer back and forth is because they were able to find thin spots between you know the spiritual the a- and physical the Astral dimension. plane. What does that? What is a thin spot? What is that,
1: dude? I I so don't know anything about astral planes and all that garbage. It just felt like loose writing. Also, doing it doesn't make any sense. Spoiler: jumping to the end of the movie, right? So Joel, Joel, Joe gets into the zone. Links up with twenty two. Yeah, I a had a,
0: I had a problem too. I know what you're going to say. I had this problem too.
1: and gives her his earth pass did he just get into the zone and decide i'm dead now
0: joe that i literally wrote that in my notes joe didn't die a second time
1: dude can you tell me that when people get in the zone they can just decide to die whenever they
0: want like oh my god (laughs) Oh my god. I have to imagine I have to imagine that the first draft of or like a draft of that script had Joe killing himself. And, and they then was, they realized no no this no no we can't PG. do that. We can't do that.
1: <laughs> this movie's PG. Like, we say hell a bunch in the beginning. That's that's as far as we can go.
0: <laughs> we say hell six times at the beginning and we're already on thin ice.
1: Dude, that was so dumb and you know what he pulls out all the stuff he had in his pockets he puts it on the piano and i'm like all right what's going on here He gets in the zone and i'm like okay and then he gives him gives her his earth pass and i'm like wait do you still have it on you like how does this work does everyone have an earth pass just for the rest of their life also you never explain like how people can go from the zone and then actually interact with people in that realm because Moonwind is the only person we know who did that, and then there's like there's a couple people who he don't rides come with. Back. Right? But it never gets explained how he does that. Like the will, the world building knocks it out of the park in certain spots, and then the other parts you're like, what is happening? How is this happening?
0: Huh. Um, I want to talk about the other conversations that I felt were super awkward and didn't like. Okay. Um, you know, we talked about when they first arrived in the hospital you know, when they got transported back into their wrong bodies or whatever, yeah. just that conversation that 22 has with the attendant, you know, I understand like she's never interacted with a real human before, but like it was less ignorance and more just bad and dumb. Like 22 is not a dumb character. She's yeah. been alive basically since the beginning of human existence. And she has interacted with every famous and genius person that, that has ever existed and she gets teleported into a body and suddenly forgets how to use her tongue
1: like yeah that was super
0: annoying and then the other conversation that i felt was just super ham-fisted was the conversation where connie shows up to the apartment and she's like i quit and then she doesn't quit 90 seconds later and i'm like this is what is this this is stupid
1: dude i don't even know what that meant
0: Like, obviously, it was just another thing for Joe. So Joe could tell 22 she wants to do it because she wants to do it. This is the thing that she wants to do. The thing about life is you want to find what you want to do. But the way that that conversation comes up is because Connie shows up, you know, for her regularly scheduled time. So like her appearance is not her appearance is justified. But she just starts yelling out of the blue. I quit. I quit. And then, uh, twenty two sits down with her, and then Connie's like, "I quit." Well, twenty and 22's like, "Why do you want to quit?" And Connie's like, "Can I just play you this jazz piece real quick?" And then she doesn't want to quit anymore. And I'm like, "This conversation, yeah, I'm gonna had, play you was this nothing. jazz piece. This was you tell me
1: if I should quit."
0: This was nothing.
1: This movie, bro. And the thing is, it's like it's not a bad movie because at the end you realize like you have to live every single day because he has this really meaningful conversation with dorothea who or dorothy i don't know it's one of those things where i've read the person's name and I don't, i've never said it out loud and i wasn't <laughs> paying attention um she says oh, this gives this beautiful analogy this little story about you know a fish who's swimming through the ocean looking for something realizes they were there the whole time right i'm looking for the meaning of life it turns out i'm living life this entire time and it's super eye-opening and then you see joe go and be like listen I've lived my life I know I've done everything I needed to do I know everything I'm ready to go into the great beyond and he tries to give the sticker to 22 he does they do this whole meaningful jump right which is supposed to tug at your heart screams some people probably cried right because they realized he just essentially killed himself and then you find out he can also go to earth and I was thinking like don't take it because then you just kind of like neglected that whole sacrifice you know what I mean that doesn't make any sense Yeah. I'm going to give you my life. Turns out I have a second life. I didn't give you anything. Like, he didn't know that, but it felt weird. And then you find out that he's going to just live his life knowing that what it means, you know, that he's enlightened, which is a super great message.
0: And I feel like that's kind of the crux of it being a Pixar movie is when they were having that fight over who gets the pass. Like, in my head, I'm like, well, they're both going to be happy. Like no matter what happens, like right, it, like both of them are gonna get what they want one way or the other.
1: Sneeze coming up, get ready to block this out. Still coming. And it's gone. Alright. Cool. Um
0: so the two conversations that I really liked was the was the barber scene, and although it was super tropey, I did enjoy hear him like justify his passion to his mom. Oh, I hated it. I hated it so I am- much. I I imagined you would. Um, i in- I enjoyed listening to him because it's like the. I think the reason why I liked it is it's the best acting Jamie Foxx does this whole movie.
1: Yeah, I don't even know how much that was his fault, because he is voice acting. So, and a lot of the times, like, his voice is coming through Tina Fey. So you're yeah. hearing Jamie Foxx's voice saying it like he's 22. Mm-hmm. which is just character. weird. Um, like I said before, like this movie is not meant for Joe. Like he was, he was brought in later and that's evident. And which is why I'm just like, I'm not holding against Jamie Foxx. Cause so yes, he's kind of the straight man in this and he's letting everybody else be the characters around him. He's just kind of like the way the plot moves through the story.
0: Yeah. So in the end, I have no intention of watching this movie again. It's going to be a long time before someone can convince me to watch it again. I didn't hate my experience, but as far as Pixar movies go, I'm going to forget this real fast.
1: Yeah, I'll watch it again now that I know how it ends and how that concept works. I just want to watch the last 20 minutes over again. So maybe I'll do that. This movie did get nominated for three Academy Awards. We're recording this before those come out, so we don't know who won. Would you like to hear what they got nominated for and who they're up against?
0: Yeah totally
1: um best sound they're up against mank which you might have heard of before uh sound of metal which i really want to watch um and i think it might win news of the world with tom hanks and greyhound also with tom hanks so that's best sound
0: uh there's no way that an animated movie wins anything when it is up against any live action movie that's just the way the academy is built right um best
1: achievement in music written for motion pictures also against Mank, um, against Defive Bloods, against Minari and News of the World again.
0: So I have not seen any of the other movies, but
1: mm-hmm. Except for Mank.
0: But yeah, except but like I said before, all the jazz in this movie is like really good. And like if you it's one of those things where like if you like jazz, you will like the jazz in this movie. That's kind of what it comes down to.
1: Right. But this is also not a jazz movie. Jazz is in this movie. This is not a jazz movie. So there's black people in this movie. This is not, (laughs) you know, Wakanda. You feel me? Yeah. Like, This movie is not for black people. There's just black people in this movie. And then the last one they're uh, nominated for is Best Animated Feature Film. They're up against Onward, Wolfwalkers, Over the Moon, and a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. So oh, I think
0: man. It, I, I need to watch Over the Moon. I feel like that's the only other movie that could potentially beat it.
1: I heard Onward but, is pretty good. It's got some daddy issues in it, so that might win. Um, actually, these both movies have daddy issues, um, yeah. so I think it'll be between Onward and Soul. But we'll find out.
0: Yeah, I'll probably watch Over the Moon on my own time. So See. check back next week when I watch it on my own time. Dope. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give this movie a six and a half out of ten.
1: Um. I'm stuck because it definitely doesn't deserve anything in the fives, but also definitely doesn't deserve anything in the sevens. So it's a matter of me putting it somewhere in the sixes and I'm not sure where it goes because um, it is so high concept. I want to say 6.2. I guess I'll go six and a half just being lazy now. Okay. Um, But my heart tells me six and a quarter.
0: Okay. Well, so, uh, that's that was how I feel about soul. Um, Alex, would you like to welcome back our non-movie listeners? And don't tell them they didn't miss anything.
1: Um. Well, non-movie listeners, maybe you just skipped the spoiler section. In which case, I hope you watch this movie. Tell me how you feel about it. Um, for the people who skipped the entire movie, I don't know how you could skip something that was so hyped up. Because usually when I hear everyone talk about a movie, I'm like, all right, let me just hear what it's about and I'll decide whether or not I should watch it. So go back and listen to it. Just realize, just stay for the first section. We did a spoiler section and just figure out if this is something you want to watch. And if not, no harm, no foul. That's whatever.
0: Okay, Alex, uh, let us in on the improv segment.
1: Improv segment is something we're bringing back called No But. Improv works by saying yes, and whatever you say, I'm going to go along with it and add on to it so this scene continues to move. We're not going to let that happen. The scene is going to be stopped at every possible point because the other person who's in the improv segment is not going to cooperate. Yeah. So, uh, Craig, want to give us like a theme, some character yeah. breakdown, and I'll just go so, with it.
0: I think uh, for this scene, we are writing, we're currently in the writer's room. And you and I are writing the next high fantasy movie.
1: Okay. We're in a writer's room. Next high fantasy. High fantasy being like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay. And action. Well, I think the... I'm not 100% sure about how this works out. But I think the elves should go against the dwarves in a final battle scene. But they don't know... That, like, the mystics and the sorcerers are coming.
0: No, 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 no. What you got to understand is you're completely forgetting about the wolves. you got to understand that the wolves play a bigger part in this than you remember.
1: Okay, but here's, here's what I'm saying. Say we include the wolves, right? Obviously, werewolves. We don't just have regular wolves in this uh, show. If the werewolves get brought in, then we have to include vampires, a la Twilight. And... I'm not signed on to continue. I've I signed a non-disclosure confidentiality agreement. I'm already saying too much. I can't include werewolves and vampires in my next couple sh- movies.
0: Um, I don't think you signed that agreement because I'm the one that gave you that agreement. And it said that you have to include these in your next movie.
1: Okay. Uh, Interesting you would say that because I read your prenup and they told me. Your lawyer, that is, broke his confidentiality agreement and said that if you come at me anymore, you have to get divorced.
0: Well, I don't understand how that works because you were my lawyer. Turns out I don't have to worry about breaking confidentiality
1: agreement if it's with myself. So let me tell you this. Rarely do people include this in the prenuptial agreement for grounds that they have to get divorced. Most of the time it's like protect things. But in yours, you have to get divorced if you
0: make me include wolves in this movie. No, you're missing the point. This isn't about the movie. This is about us. Alex, you've been gone for so long. Where have you been?
1: You know that when you and your wife got in that last argument, we were going to stop seeing each other. Your relationship with her is more valuable than any of this work relationship we had.
0: Alex, I've never had a wife.
1: Listen here. Wife, husband, they, them, whatever you want to refer to them as your partner. You know that when that individual found out that we were spending 60 hours working on a script most of it erotic fiction, our relationship was not going to last.
0: Okay, well, let's be... You are the one that made it it erotic fiction. I just wanted fiction.
1: Listen, we both know between the two of us, one of us has significantly more sexuality than the other. I'm a sensual being. You can't tell me that we're going to put elves, dwarves, and gnomes in a movie and somebody's not going to be taking their clothes off.
0: Well, you call yourself a sensual being, but I haven't seen that sensualness once in our 60 hours a week.
1: Well, listen, here, unlike your partner, whatever relationship that was, which I'm still confused about, my wife outlined clear boundaries where man, woman, whatever, I cannot... Listen, most of my... Usually a method writer, similar to method acting. If my characters take off their clothes, I take off my clothes. Because I work with you for the first time, I'm not a co-writer, and I can't take off my clothes,
0: Alex. it's I think hindering it's my writing. It's important to note that you took off your clothes way before the characters did. In fact, you walked in and you, your shirt was already off.
1: Well, maybe that wouldn't have happened if you had dosed me with LSD saying it would help the writing experience.
0: It was not LSD. It was love. What kind of new street drug is that? (laughs) Cox gun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. That wasn't too bad. No, it Um, wasn't. Let's do one more. You're a garbage man who accidentally disposed of a body and is reporting to the authorities that you didn't know anything. Okay.
0: Okay. Listen, Listen it's like I was telling you. I got the body from a dumpster on Main Street. I didn't know where it came from.
1: Listen here, you freaking leprechaun. I looked at your record. You're not even from Ireland. You're from Boston. So, drop this whole accent thing. We know where you're from.
0: Listen, I got it. I had to get out of that town. You don't understand. I had to put that town into rear view. Hey, buddy, you read the wrong record.
1: Boston? I meant new york
0: now here's the thing mister you say new york but the fact of the matter is i'm not from any of those places you named i'm from the british columbia
1: oh canada so you're telling me you don't want to be a suspect for this murder investigation and you're telling me what you're doing right now is a
0: canadian accent no 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 i never said i had a canadian accent I'm just from Canada. And let's get one thing straight right now. I never said I didn't want to be a murder suspect. I want to make sure that I am all inside of this investigation.
1: So you did kill him. And you disposed of the body, knowing that we would discover it approximately a week later when there would be very little DNA evidence.
0: I did not kill that person, nor did I discard the body, I merely transferred it from where it was discarded into the trans- into our little dumpster area. Sir, here.
1: we asked you this 20 minutes ago, and you said you were in on it. You said you knew the individual, and you got rid of the body.
0: 20 so what minutes ago, 20 hours ago, time is all different when you're hopped up on painkillers.
1: What do you, You're not hopped up on painkillers. We drug tested you. You haven't tested positive for anything. Are you You're division? right, I'm
0: just positive for the drug of love, baby. What is that? Hey, do you know anything about love?
1: I heard it's some kind of street drug, sir.
0: It's the most powerful stuff you'll find in the market. Come here and let me give you a little bit of love, man. That's it. Hey, put him in the pen.
1: Cox gun unloads into your head. Turns out I did it the whole time.
0: And all that's right. well, scene. Yeah, yeah. that was no but. We didn't do as many contradictions as we advertised. But Well,
1: yeah. Also, the tricky part is people contradict themselves all the time in a police investigation, so that was totally <laughs> normal. That was just a regular yeah. scene. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, righty then. It, Craig, it's way have... more
0: tame than how we did it last time, because last time we did that, it was, hey, I'm in a Walmart checking line. No, you aren't. You're robbing a bank. Like, that was the kind of absurdity we went with.
1: Yeah, you want to do it again? And just <laughs> with cut that out that level
0: of absurdity. The weak
1: ones, yeah, or leave no. it in. No, I'm gonna care,
0: leave dude. it. I'm gonna leave them in. So let's Sweet. acknowledge dude. the fact that we weren't as absurd, and let's just double down with it.
1: Sweet. Um, here, I want to know, about you.
0: Okay. Um, we are saying our. Uh, uh, I'm proposing to you. I'm proposing oh, to you. Great.
1: Okay. Here we go.
0: Wow, Alex. Um, I didn't expect you to bring me to Chicago tonight. Chicago <laughs> We're in a strip club in Las Vegas. Oh my God okay I now understand I realize that Wendy is not the name of the city but rather the stripper that you have given me. okay Her
1: name's Wendy not Wendy.
0: Oh um you did not get me a female stripper so this man's name is Wendy
1: First of all those are not his pronouns okay. Recently transitioned, I understand why you'd be confused, but please refer to them as Wendy, and it's she, her.
0: Okay, I appreciate you correcting me. This is very important information. Wendy, um, I don't understand why you're approaching me at a Wendy's. That seems kind of uh, serendipitous, but can I get you, do you want some fries or a Frosty?
1: First of all, you're deathly allergic to potatoes. So, why you wouldn't order that doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like I know more about you and your diet than you do.
0: Well, I don't really have a diet per se. I'm kind of what you might call incorporeal. The only thing that I can touch is money and strippers.
1: Dude, I want that disease, bro. <laughs> what are you doing to propose to me? You're living the dream, bro. <laughs> I don't agree. Can you imagine if that was... If that was a thing dude you don't have to hire a person purely just to like feed you and touch things for you except for you know the things you want
0: to touch also <laughs> I like the idea of like you not knowing if somebody was a stripper or not and like you kind of pass your hand and you expect your hand to go through them but it actually like touches their shoulder and you and you're, like you look at them and you're like you're not and she's like I am
1: <laughs> oh. you know what? that's you know what Bit fell apart, but it was funny in the end. Yeah. Audience, if you don't like it, listen to somebody else's podcast. Do you want to introduce the middle segment?
0: Yeah, our middle segment, we're doing a classic. We're doing Known for Four. We're going to look at some actors and actresses. And on IMDb, they have a section called Known For. And Alex is going to ask what their four Known For titles are. Are you ready? Let's do it. Number one, Gary Oldman.
1: Ooh, Batman, I don't know which ones. Um, Gary Oldman, dude, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy is another one. Maybe Mank. I want to say no. He's also a British actor, which makes this a million times harder. I'm going to say Dark Knight begins Tinker, Taylor, and, um, what's that one where he plays Winston Churchill?
0: Churchill? Uh, Darkest Hour.
1: Darkest Hour. And that one.
0: Okay. Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Nailed it. The Dark Knight. Nailed it. Darkest Hour. Nailed it. Dracula. What? He was in Bram Stoker's Dracula, 1992. He played Dracula.
1: Listen, bro. Three out of four on th- on this Gary is Oldman good. is great. I would take that.
0: For both of us, our averages are... If we get above two out of four, we do great. Also, it's Gary
1: Oldman. It's not like... We had to do DiCaprio, you know?
0: Yeah. All right, next. Shia LaBeouf.
1: Oh, geez. He was a child actor. I'm trying to remember what... Was it Even Stevens? Uh, yes. Jeez, what else? Transformers. He was in the first two.
0: I think he was in the first three.
1: Uh, maybe. I can't remember when Wahlberg stepped in. And I can't remember. I think Fox was in the first one, British Girl was in the second one. I can't remember what happened with the third one. Or maybe Fox was in the first two. I can't remember. I think she might have been in the first two. Um Shia LaBeouf. He's also in Honey Boy and Um Let's go with let's go with that. Two let's say two of the Transformers, uh Even Stevens and Honey
0: Boy. Honey Boy. The peanut butter Falcon.
1: Uh, I knew he was in all of those movies okay.
0: Fury, and the first Transformers.
1: He's known for Fury, dude.
0: I guess so. Um, I'm going to click on this. I'm going to see how far he is on the casting list.
1: Because Brad Pitt's in that.
0: Oh no, he's second. He's second in top cast. Was so. it, it's
1: Brad Pitt and then him? Yep. Logan Lerman is the main character. Michael Peña's in that.
0: John Bernthal. Uh, John
1: Br- uh, Bernthal is in that.
0: He's probably dude, in there's... that movie for 45 seconds, knowing how John Bernthal works,
1: dude. Well, oh, he's actually in that. He's part of the tank crew. Dude, every single one of those people is a bigger actor than Child LaBeouf. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Whatever. Right.
0: Emma Stone.
1: Um La La Land. Easy A. Oh gosh, this is gonna kill me.
0: Um, I'm gonna give you a hint if you would like. Sure. The two that you were missing are both Oscar winners. Oh, jeez. La La Land, Easy i am I'm gonna say them and you're gonna feel real stupid.
1: Yeah, I know. Mm. Is she the main character in these?
0: Um, in one of them, I haven't yeah, seen the other I one, did. so I cannot say one way or the other. <sighs> Just give me something.
1: I I'm thinking there's a movies like where she fights people. She, I don't know, dude. What are they?
0: Okay, La La Land, Easy yeah. A. Got mm-hmm. the first two. The Help.
1: Wasn't gonna get it.
0: And Birdman.
1: I keep forgetting who's in Birdman, bro. All I can think of is Michael Keaton. I'm not going to hold myself.
0: You know, I got
1: two of those, and I've seen the other ones. Actually, I haven't seen The Help, but...
0: I'm surprised you didn't get The Help, though. That's kind of... uh...
1: I forget. I forget everything about The Help.
0: All right. Viola Davis.
1: Ooh, this is difficult. Yes. I get her confused with somebody else, too.
0: Uh, Octavia Spencer? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually was going to do Octavia Spencer first, but then I'm like, oh, he doesn't know any of these movies.
1: Um, um, so I'm going to say Fences, Hidden Figures, and that's all I got.
0: Okay. Well, Hidden Figures was Octavia Spencer. Um, fences. I was hoping
1: they were both in that movie, to be honest with you. I knew Octavia was in it, but I'm like, she was also in that movie. Right? So
0: you're th- so there was a movie that Viola Davis and Octavia Spencer were both in. It is a movie that they are both known for, and that movie is called The Help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> whatever dude
0: so it's fences the help suicide squad and widows
1: she has no business being her, her known for being suicide squad
0: uh she's in a lot of suicide squad yeah so but
1: her part, part is insignificant like i don't care
0: all right uh do, do
1: you know how mad i would be if like will smith's known for was suicide squad i'd end my life i'd end my life
0: uh the last one is amy adams
1: i'm obsessed with this woman so I think the problem is going to be I know too many of her movies and I don't know which one. So, Ella Enchanted.
0: Um that movie is just called Enchanted. Ella Enchanted is the one with Anne Hathaway. Yep,
1: yeah, you are correct. Um she's in a movie called The Fighter. I I'm going to put that up there. She's also in a movie with Jennifer Lawrence, Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper. Would you like the name of that movie? Yeah, American Hustle. That one. And she also just oh, so this is where it gets tricky because she was in that movie with Jeremy Renner, mm-hmm. um, with the aliens.
0: That movie which is called was Arrival.
1: Super good. I'm gonna put her in that one. And she's also just in a newer Netflix movie, but I don't think she would be known for that already. She's also had some comedic roles. And if I'm going to have... say
0: something. This is a completely neutral statement, so think of this as you will. She was also Lois Lane three times.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's going to be in there. Okay. I'm going to keep my answers.
0: Okay. Um. So your answers being The Fighter, American Hustle, Enchanted, and Arrival? Yeah. Okay. Arrival. Yep. Enchanted. Yep. American Hustle. Mm-hmm. And the final movie is called Doubt.
1: Dude, again, Three I am out of four. freaking Pretty taking it, Yeah, I am freaking taking that. Which one of those, if you had to do it, which one do you, which ones do you think you would have gotten? Or not I
0: gotten? would have gotten Arrival, and I would have gotten en- uh Enchanted. I would have thrown a Superman in there, and I would have put the Muppets in there. Oh boy.
1: Ooh, dude, big old fan of Amy Adams. I love yeah. her to death.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Well, uh, that was known for four. Hopefully you did well when you played along at home.
1: I want to say that most of our audience does not know nearly as much about movies as we do. I think they're just like, I think this is just kind of one of those things. We might going to have to bleep this out where we're kind of just like patting each other on the back (laughs) and just being like, oh, wow, these guys know stuff about movies and they know who these actors are. Yeah, I bet they knew like. A couple of those and they're like yeah i haven't seen the rest of those movie who cares or and i bet you a huge part of our audience has no idea who these actors are like if we told them what movies they were in and what character they played they'd be like oh yeah but they don't know these names
0: yeah um i really like we do
1: this segment okay i'm sorry it's easy to prep for
0: i i really like known for four because it's a good way to add more things to my watch list so like for amy adams you know um I haven't seen American Hustle or Doubt, but I'm like, oh, if she's known for these movies and I like Amy Adams, I need to add these to my watch list. So that's why I like playing this game. Anyway, we're going to move on to our one-hit wonder now. And this is one called Pod Me By Your Name, um, where we are going to give each other just names of people, just normal human people names, and we're going to perform a scene uh using the most the most uh what's the word to use just the most boiled down stereotypes of someone with that name okay so very simple so i'm gonna say alex give me your best we're gonna do a scene and your character is going to be named kevin
1: we're going to do a scene, and your character is going to be named Karen.
0: I knew one of us was going to say Karen. It was only a matter of time with a segment like this. All right. Um, Excuse me. Excuse me.
1: Excuse me. Yeah. Can I help you?
0: Um, Yeah. So I got this game for my kid. Uh, he said it was going to be fine. Um, uh, the game was called Grand Theft Auto Five. He said it'd be fine, so I believed him. Um, I there. Listen, I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. but there is reckless driving in that video game. Man, and- I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna stop right there. I don't know what about me screams. Um, leadership, uh, higher echelon. I'm just a normal guy. Um, pretty insignificant. Nothing really special about me. If you want to talk to somebody that matters, and this guy really matters, go talk to the guy over there. His name's Alex. He'll probably be able to solve all your problems. He's
0: no, no, he's no, 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 no. No, you're the one. He, you are the one here behind the counter. So you are the person that I need to talk to. But man, I need, listen, I, need I to am get no my one mo-
1: special. I'm just a guy. Listen, a guy.
0: I do not care. I already know you're not special. But the fact of the matter is, I need to get my money back that I spent on this game problem i did snap the disc in frustration so you're not going to be able to get the game back i just need you to give me my money back
1: well ma'am you know i can't do that you know i can't okay so if you want here is a number for our helpline maybe they'll give you some advice on how to proceed but really can't help you like i said just a guy pretty average have a good day
0: well, I hope you understand that I am going to give this building a one-star review on Yelp, and you just lost a customer.
1: Go ahead, ma- ma'am.
0: Don't care. This isn't my business. Slam's door. All right. Man, you really just kind of like, you-, you were somehow so passively offensive towards Kevin's.
1: It's just, just a guy, bro. <laughs> just a guy.
0: All um, right, let's do one more.
1: Sure. You are gonna be Lexi, L E X
0: I. I had a feeling that's how you were gonna spell it. Um, your character is going to be named. Wait,
1: wait, wait! I'm changing it up. I can't give okay. you a girl twice in a row. I mean, you're, you're good, gonna be, care. um, Hey Zeus.
0: Nope. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not.
1: <laughs> okay. Then you can be Deontay.
0: <laughs> I hate you. No, I'm not.
1: All right. I'll give you one more option. You're going to be
0: Kyle. You'll be Kyle. Okay. Okay. I can do a Kyle. You are going to be named um, Wilfred. I only know one Wilfred, and that's Bill Burr. Okay. Um, I was trying to think of like an old person name.
1: Uh, let's do George, Henry, something um, like that. That's a little more yeah, British. Let's, let's, Ebenezer. Let's,
0: <laughs> yes, let's do Ebenezer. That's okay. the best one. Okay.
1: Sweet.
0: Um, hey man, what can I help you with? Hey there, young chap. Um, can you help
1: me with something?
0: Dude, hold
1: up from the top. I gotta, I gotta like, get the accent down. Give me a second. You can cut this or keep it in. Uh...
0: Ma. Yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh. Yes. good to you. Oh. <laughs> Not stoned.
0: I think you I think you don't try as hard. <laughs>
1: Kyle, yes, Kyle. Okay, I'm gonna be on my deathbed. Here we go. Uh,
0: Yeah, but what can I help you with? Can you please call the nurse? Uh, yeah. Uh, yo, hot stuff. We need, uh, we need like a nurse in here. (sighs) Listen, man, they're on their way, but like, I don't know if they're gonna make it in time. Listen, can you
1: grab. A phone, please.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, my phone's kind of almost dead. Like, do you do you have a, like do you have a phone?
1: I don't have a. Phone. Is there a payphone? Uh, Perhaps.
0: Uh, payphones have kind of been a. Uh, they've kind of been out of here for a little while. Uh, do, I could like I could just like charge. My charger is like really short. It's only like a three foot charger. So like maybe if you like, I'll plug it in next to your bed and like maybe you can kind of like dangle your torso off like while you're using it.
1: Wait, no. It's it's fine. Um can you just uh can we do voice to text?
0: Um yeah, sure, I guess. Um yeah, here you go.
1: This is for my eldest daughter. I seem to have developed some memory loss. I forgot her name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yo, Um, no! It it doesn't matter if you have her name. Like, is she like, is she banging? Like, you're kind of old. Your daughter is your daughter like a milk now or
1: something? It's Elizabeth.
0: Elizabeth Mary. Possibly okay, bro. Elizabeth Mary. You are too far. I'm taking that phone away from you before you say something you shouldn't.
1: Let's just start off with the meaning of life.
0: Oh, man, I already know the meaning of life, you know, you go to school, you know, you know work Do a little bit towards a degree. Let
1: two people of separate races intermingle.
0: Oh, no. Ooh, yikes. I know you're, like, from a different era, but, like, even I know that that kind of language doesn't fly anymore. Secondly,
1: Uh-oh. the Jews. Oh, no, I tripped <laughs> over the power plug.
0: <laughs> They're uh,
1: running everything. Pull all your money from the bank. Oh no. Oh man, it seems the machines aren't
0: working anymore. Oh no, he doesn't have any oxygen. Oh no. Uh, 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 Please. I have a few more things to say. Oh no, how did the pillow get on top of your face? Uh, Oh, oh, Oh this is so bad. Oh no, who would do something like this? Cox gun unloads. Oh, no. Who's doing this? This is so bad. Pretty good. I'll take it. (laughs) I guess in my head,
1: Kyle is just like this. (laughs) Kyle turned from that guy no one wants to hang out with to an American hero.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kyle is somehow next in line to be Captain America. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Suddenly it ended racism. (laughs) <laughs> Punched a hole in the yeah, wall. Hey,
0: little hey, guys, I know that scene might have seemed dark at first, but you have to understand, in the context of the scene, that was the last living racist.
1: Right. And yeah. Kyle, huge growth arc, bro. He yeah. went from hitting on nurses to stifling out the last breath of a racist. So, what an arc.
0: So, if you want to donate to his GoFundMe, you can go to patreon.com slash permanent good and...
1: I mean, don't do that because we don't have a Patreon set up, but no. Give us some time. We'll we'll, we'll put a couple things together.
0: Listen, when we have when we have consistent double digit listeners, we'll set up a Patreon. I love
1: how we don't have consistent double digit
0: listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and this is your fault, audience. It's your fault we're not consistently double digits. And it listen, obviously it's not your fault directly because you're listening, but it's your fault for not what's the word? Being proactive in your audience participation. And how do you become proactive in your audience participation? Well, you can follow us on our social medias at Permanent Good. You can also subscribe on your uh, podcatcher and leave us a review if you can. It really helps us grow. And tell your friends uh, that uh, if they like movies or, uh, you know, unfunny people, we check both of those boxes pretty consistently.
1: Uh, yeah, what he said.
0: <laughs> um, ne- thank you very much for listening. That was uh, Pod Me By Your Name. And next week for the movie podcast that we do, um, we, wow. I don't, did I first time? Yeah, I think so. Uh, next week's movie, we are watching hereditary and let me tell you, I've never looked forward to a movie less, not because I'm afraid a movie is going to be bad, but because I personally do not have the will and courage to watch a movie like hereditary.
1: Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's supposed to be a little scary. Yeah. So
0: oh, but prep um, yourself. Uh, I do want to say, though, speaking of scary things, if you're listening to this the day it comes out on Wednesday, May 5th, on
1: Friday, May 7th,
0: I'm going to be streaming the new Resident Evil game at, like, I'm going to commit to a time right now at 7 p.m. So if you want to watch me play a scary game, uh you uh, you can find me at twitch.tv permanent handle
1: oh geez here we go promoting other stuff well ladies and gentlemen i'm working on my own podcast so i'll be doing two podcasts eventually and i'll promote that when it comes out but yeah but uh, it's not
0: out yet so my it's thing not is out
1: tangible. yet uh, I'll i'll get on that if you want me to come up with my own podcast oh yeah that?
0: it was on your end was it though it was
1: i wish we didn't have these tracks to prove it um Until then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, run upstairs if you live with your parents. If not, put them on the phone and and tell them I said hi. Uh,
0: My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle.
1: Oh, and that was to your moms, by the way. And I'm, I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good.
0: Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. I will see you next week.
1: Hey, see ya.